Hello and welcome to the River and Panhandle's weekly podcast. We are so excited that you are tuning in for this week's message. Before we get started, there are a few things that we would love for you to do. Share it, subscribe, and rate the podcast. So the message is about to begin. We hope that you are encouraged and that you always remember, no role is insignificant. Every life matters and go out and make a difference. As we start, you know, there's kind of a rule in in pastoring, preaching, ministry. You never start a new series um, on a holiday, right? And you never start a new series at the end of the year like this. But I was like, I don't care. We're going. We are going. And for for the first six or eight months um, when Ashley and I got here, I had been praying, God, would you help me to define for us the purpose and the reason behind what we do? We have a mission statement, which is straight from Scripture, which is to go and make disciples, right? That's the command from Jesus, go make disciples. That's our mission statement. And so that's our what. And the core values that I believe God gave me to share with you and for us to begin to put everything we do through the filter of our core values. What do we value the most? These five things are going to help define us. And so what we'll do is we'll take every part of ministry, everything that we plan, every prayer that we put into making life in the body of Christ at the river great is going to go through this filter. Do we worship? Do we pray? Do we have faith? Do we give generously? And then the last one, do we stand in wonder and awe of God and who he is. So you're going to hear a lot about that starting now and for the weeks, months, years to come. Our core values at the river are worship, prayer, faith, giving, and wonder. All right? So this morning, I wanted us to start by just talking about what it is to worship God. And that pause is intentional because if we're being honest with ourselves and with each other, there are days in our lives when we do not worship God, we worship our own self and our own schedule and our own needs and our own hurts and our own bank accounts and our own plans. We worship us most days. Is that not true? You don't have to acknowledge that. I know it's true about you. And I know it's true about me. We have to be intentional, remind ourselves that we serve a God who is worthy of our worship. And therefore, we put him first, not because we make him worthy. We cannot assign that to God. He is worthy in and of himself. We want to acknowledge that he is worthy. 
We want to worship him intentionally with our lives because he is worthy. And so Adam shared uh, this word, yada, about raising our hands in praise to God. We get our word worship from an old English word, worth-ship. What is worth honoring, loving, respecting, following, pursuing? But it goes back even further than that to a Hebrew word that we find throughout the Old Testament, shakah, which means to fall down, to lay before God, to empty ourselves and to just find ourselves in a completely vulnerable and needy and wanting and this posture of you are worthy, I am not. That's what it means to genuinely worship, to shakah, to lay down before God. And you know what it means? Practically, it means I want to yield my will to the will of the Father. And so I yield to the wisdom of God. I yield to the goodness of God. I yield to the mercy of God. I yield to the mercy and the grace and the forgiveness and the justice and the hope and the joy and the eternal nature of Almighty God. That's what it means to worship Him. It means I take all my plans and all my wants and all my desires and all my needs and I lay them before God and I say, God, you were worthy. The angels declared this about Jesus. We, We read in Revelation and they say, worthy is the one. Worthy is the lamb. He's the only one that can open the scrolls. He's the only one that can break the seals that God has set in place to unveil his eternal nature to us. Why? So that we can then join all the rest of creation in finally getting it. And we will stand before God in judgment. And he will say to those who have become the image bearers of Jesus, Christians, followers of God, we then will stand before God and he will say, you are now worthy. You weren't before, but now you are. You weren't, you were dead in your sin, but now you're alive in Christ. And because of what I did for you on the cross, you are now welcome into my presence. And it's in his presence that we ever have the veil removed and our eyes can see that he is worthy. You see how that works? And so our worship is a worth-ship. Our eyes get open and we can declare with confidence and joy, you are worthy. That's what worship is. That's why this is so essential to us as children of God, as a body of believers, that we come into this place, not just to sing beautiful songs. It's just a tool. We don't give generously to the work of God with our time, talent, treasure. We don't give just to give. We give because he is worthy of everything we have. Oswald Chambers, if you've ever read My Utmost for His Highest, it's a devotional, a series of devotionals, incredible. If, if you need something to walk with God and follow along, I would highly encourage my utmost for his highest. In fact, Tori will, where'd Tori go? She quit. She left. No, she didn't. She's busy. We're going to put that 
Luke, will you help me remind her? We're going to put my utmost for his highest on our resource wall. We'll get it out here so you can find it. He said, the, he said it this way. Worship is us bringing the best of what he has given us to him. Isn't that good? I don't bring anything of worth to God. I don't bring anything of value to make God who he is. I cannot make God worthy. I just bring the best that he has given me. I just bring that back and I lay it at his feet and I say, God, everything I have is yours because he's worthy. He is worthy. And this is a little bit of a side note, but I just, I just, I just feel like I'm hearing from the Lord to remind you, to declare for us this morning. When we talk about making Jesus Savior and Lord, there's something a little bit off about that theology, and, and here's why. I need a Savior, and I can declare that He is my Savior, and I want to follow him and he saves me from myself. No problem with that. I cannot make him Lord of my life. He is Lord. I cannot make him Lord. He is Lord. My eyes get opened. I acknowledge him as Lord of my life. Are you with me? So I don't make him Savior and Lord of my life my eyes get open and I see that he is Savior and Lord. <laughs> and then I get to walk in that freedom. You see that? There's another old pastor, evangelist, author, Henry Skugel, who wrote a great book um, called um, The Life of God and the Soul of Man. Um, and it's a hard read, but he said this, the worth and the excellency of a soul is determined by the object of its love. The worth and excellency of a soul, who I am, my worth, my value, is determined by the thing that I love the most. So if it's my identity, my job, if it's my confidence, if it's my anxiety, if it's my children, if it's my money, if it's anything else other than God, that's what determines my worth. I choose the best way that I can to make him the object of my love so that he can declare my worth in Jesus Christ. Anybody want to go with me there? Let's go. That's the call of God on our lives. We are created for worship, meaning we're always going to worship something. Today, will you choose to worship him? Tomorrow, Thursday afternoon, will you choose to worship him with your life? That's what this is all about. All right. So that's a lot of things that I think and that I wanted to share with you, but let's use God's word to grow and perpetuate and move and help us and open our eyes and let us see what it is that God has made us for. We are made to worship. We are going to worship something. So who is called to worship God? Who is created to worship God? All of us. Every one of us. 
as creation, as the anointed, as the touch of God on earth, you are created in the image of God for one purpose and one purpose alone, and that is to worship God Almighty. It's not to make your ends meet. It's to worship him. It's not to be happy. It's to worship him. It's not to find the right mate in your life. It's to worship him. It's not to be satisfied by the things you do. It's to worship him. It's not to be okay with yourself. It's not to get your dad's approval. It's to worship him. Every one of us, it's what we're made for. We are called into this relationship. Isaiah 43, 7 says it this way. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made, that's who is made to worship. Anybody in here made by God? <laughs> there are days we don't feel like it, amen? Amen. There are days we don't feel the touch of God. Isn't that right? There are days we have big questions and we ask God, God, where are you? He hasn't moved. We have. He didn't step out. We did. Everyone who's called by my name, all of us, we are created for worship. He made you for this. First Peter 2.9 says, you are a chosen race, a holy, I mean, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. You, you're special, not because of what you do. You're beautiful, not because of what you're capable of. You are marvelous and wonderful and true and holy because Jesus Christ set you apart from the rest of the world. (laughs) A chosen race. And this has nothing to do with where you live or what you do or how you practice, the color of your skin, where you go. It has nothing to do with any of that. We are made righteous by God through the person of Jesus Christ because he came and died for our sin because we are no longer guilty of any of it. (laughs) That makes him worthy. Not because he did it, but because he could because he assigned that to himself, that he was the only one that could make us right with himself. He did that. He is worthy. We're all called to worship him. The question is, are we willing to lay down our lives? Let's also ask this question, why? Why? Why do we worship God? Why would we follow him? why we worship God among so many other amazing places in Scripture. We look to Job 37, verses 22 through 24. Out of the north comes golden splendor. God is clothed with awesome majesty. Come on. 
the Almighty. We cannot find him. He is great in power, justice, and abundant righteousness. He will not violate. Therefore, men fear him. He does not regard any who are wise in their own conceit. We're down here. He's up there. We think we've got it figured out. He laughs in the face of our arrogance. Why? Because he is worthy. Why? Because he is the creator. He's the one that breathed life into you. He's the one that gave you a chance to live. He's the one that made your path straight. He's the one that gives us hope. He's the one who is worthy of our songs and our praises and our prayers and our spoken words and our encouragement. Everything we do is because of him, for him, through him, by him. He is almighty God. That's why. I I stood stood on a mountaintop uh, this last week, literally stood on a mountaintop um, covered in snow, not me, the mountain, and, and just looked out just the vastness. I stood up um, on the top, near the top of the Continental Divide in Colorado and just looked out and could see peak after peak after peak after peak after peak. And I just saw the vastness of that beautiful part of earth You stand on top of that mountain looking out and it just makes you feel so small. Why does it make you feel small? Because we are small. We're tiny. We're finite. In God's creation, in God's universe, which expands beyond our earth, beyond our solar system, beyond our galaxy, beyond everything that is known by us and even seen, it just goes and goes and goes and doesn't stop. And you know why he's worthy? Because neither does he. He never stops. He never stops fighting for you. He never stops waiting for you. He never stops wanting you. He never stops pursuing you. Why? Because he is God. We give up on ourselves and we give up on other people so easily because they disappoint us. And God's history for us is full of disappointment and hurt and heartache, but he never stops running after you. That's what makes him God. And that's what makes him worthy. He is worthy. And that's one of the reasons why we worship him. And so then it raises the next question. If I'm called to do that, and here's why I should do that, then the question is, how? How to worship God? How do we worship God? And watch this. It's not your singing. Your singing is not worship. It's not your giving. Your giving is not worship. It's not your serving. Your serving is not worship. It's when we do those things to magnify the name of God, that's when we worship. 
It's when you love your neighbor because God first loved you. That's when you're worshiping. It's when your obedience in the face of sin, when you want to choose one thing because it's going to make you feel special or happy or proud or good, and you choose another thing because God says, this is what I want for you. And I'm going to choose God no matter what it costs me because he is worthy. (laughs) That's how we worship. We choose him when we want to choose ourselves. Romans 12, 1 says it this way. You're familiar with this passage where Paul says, I urge you therefore, brothers, under the mighty hand of God, under the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. to present yourself to God. So here's how worship happens. It's not me doing my best for God that is worship. It's me going into the presence of God. That's worship. And you know what happens is what Adam was talking about a while ago. When I step into the presence of God, I cannot help but raise a hallelujah. When I get into the presence of God, I cannot help but fall down on my face and shakah, God, you are worthy. It's not me bringing my best to the table. It's me seeing his best and saying, that's what I want. That's what I need forever and ever. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Amen? That's worship. That's how we worship. So when? When do we do that? 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20 says it this way. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the living God, the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God. You are not your own. You were bought with a price. So worship him. Lay down your life before him. When do we worship God? Every single moment of every single day. This is not a Sunday morning thing. (laughs) You don't worship God when you come into this room. We worship God when we are in this room because our bodies are temples of the holy living God. He made a way for us. He opened the door for us. He gave us all privilege to even be in his presence. And so when we do this together, we stand and we sit and we fall in awe of God. He gets worshiped. We see our worth in him. Our eyes get opened and we can acknowledge he's the one worthy, not me. Some of us came into this room this morning. We just needed to be in the presence of God and others because there's stuff going on in our lives. We just needed him. Some of us came into this room this morning because there's just no other place we want to be. Why? Because God's people have assembled and we're here to worship God together. 
Some of us came because somebody else made us be here. Watch this. That's okay too. Because when you're assembled with other people who love God and call on his name, you are in the presence of God. And by the grace of God, by the mercy of God, you have been chosen by Almighty God this morning to be near him through others. And he is here with you. And you get to make a choice. Will I worship him? Or will I miss it? Will I worship the name of Jesus, or will I miss it? In order for me to, to make myself lower, I have to lift something else up higher than myself. So watch this. When, when I put myself above other people, and I choose my way, and I choose what I want, and I choose what I think I need over what somebody else wants or needs, then I've made myself higher and there's no room for God up here. You with me? This is why Jesus called us to deny ourselves, <laughs> to take up our cross, to die to our flesh so that he could be lifted up here. Does that make sense? That's worship. That's worthship. That's shakah. That's the presence of God. I see that he's here and I'm here. Worship isn't me bringing my gift and sacrifice and my very best to him. Worship is me seeing that he is the best and the sacrifice and the one worthy. And I stand or I sit or I kneel or I fall below him. I yield my life to him so that he could be lifted up. And it's not just on Sunday morning. It's not just in this place. It's not just at church or at life group or even in the prayer closet. It's in the presence of God every moment and day and hour of our lives. It's me declaring in my little life that I need him to reign over me. That's worship. And so kids' ministry, student ministry, men's ministry, women's ministry, mission, serving, giving, worship ministry, tech, greeters, all of it we're going to do because we worship God. You with me? Are we in this together? 24 is going to be incredible. Not because everything is going to go great for you. It's just not. There's going to be stuff in your life that you cannot handle. But he can. And he will. If you'll just open your eyes and see him and follow him and pursue him and love him and let him be worthy in your little life you'll see he is God, he is sovereign, and he does what he will, and no one can thwart his plan. Yield my life. That's worship. Can we worship him together? As you stand, I'm going to pray, and then I have one final question for you. Go ahead and stand. We're going to sing. Let me ask you this question. Will you take a step back 
Will you pause? Will you put your ear to the ground, listen? Will you trust God? Will you choose worship of God for your life? For today, tomorrow, 2024, will you worship him or will you continue to make your own way? Trust him. Let him be God in your life. Don't just sing it and say it and do it and this is good. Let's be more than that. Let's be worshipers. Let's get out of the way. God, I just pray for every single one of us in this room that you would help us to see and know. God, that we would find courage in our hearts and in our lives to surrender to who you are, to what you are, and not try to make you into something we think we need. God, help us. God, come and fill us. God, do a work in us that we can't do for ourselves. God, covered with the blood of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, I pray that you would break chains for us in this room. You would set us free from the things that keep us prisoner to this earth, shackled to the earth, unwilling and unable to find you and go where you are because we're so wrapped up in our own little worlds. God, help us. You are worthy of our praise. Help us to declare that with our whole lives. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the name of Jesus. Holy, holy, holy. Thank you, Father. We love you. And all God's people said, And that's this week's message. We hope that you are encouraged and inspired. If you would like to join our online campus and experience the service as it happens live, go follow us on Facebook or YouTube by searching The River in Panhandle, Texas. Have an amazing and blessed week.